the Gospel of Luke in chapter number 22, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. Luke's Gospel in chapter 22, and we'll begin reading in verse number 1. If you're there, say Amen. Amen. The Bible said, Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and coveted uh, to give him money. And he promised and saw opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Again, we're going to go to verse number 3 tonight. Read that one more time. The Bible said, Then, then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. If the Lord will help me tonight, I want to go back to and preach, continue to preach on uh, this thought, and I believe it will be a help to everybody if we'll listen, not just with our ears, but with our hearts. And I want to preach tonight on six proofs that you're Satan's puppet. Uh, six proofs that you're Satan's puppet. Please pray with me and pray for me tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be here. God, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace that has brought us, uh, Lord, one more time into your presence. Lord, we thank you uh, for what you've done on Sunday. What a great day that it was. But Lord, here we are tonight. God, we need you one more time. Lord, we need that fresh anointing. God, I need you to help me and use me and breathe on me tonight. I pray, God, that you'd help me preach in power and in demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, there's people here tonight that no doubt the devil has his claws in them. God, there's people here tonight that no doubt, Lord, they, uh, Lord, they need to be set free. God, they need delivered. Lord, they're in bondage. And God, I pray tonight, Lord, that you would say or do something in their heart through this message, Lord, to make an eternal difference in their life. Maybe it's, Lord, it changes on this side, but God, we know that, Lord, all changes will have their place in eternity. And so, Lord, please speak to the hearts of your people. God, if there's one here lost, I'm begging you, Lord, please come by their way. Convict them, draw them, and save them by the grace of God. We'll thank you for what you do. In Jesus' name and for his sake, and all the Lord's people said, Amen, amen. and Amen. You may be seated. Again, this uh, evening, I want to briefly go over by way of introduction. It is here in our text where the Lord Jesus Christ is making His way towards a hill called Calvary. May I say that Mary has came and the Bible said anointed him with the precious ointment. The spikenard has been poured from the top of his head all the way down to the soles of his feet. And not only worship on Mary's part, but on the prophetic side, it was because Jesus was being prepped for his burial. We understand tonight that this has occurred in the very last few hours of the life of the Son of God. The Lord Jesus has his sight set upon the cross of Calvary. The Bible lets us know in some of the other gospels that 
it is right here that the last Passover uh, would take place. We also find in uh, verse number 14 of chapter number 22, uh, the Bible said, And when the hour was come, he sat down with the twelve apostles with him, and he said unto them, With desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. In other words, men, this is our last opportunity uh, to break bread together before the Son of God would crawl up on the cross. Uh, we like to say a Barabbas, but I'm here to tell you that was your cross and that was my cross. And he got on our cross to bear our sin and to pay for our sin in full. Uh, can I say this is where the Lord would begin explain to them when he would say uh, uh, to take this bread for it's my body and drink this uh, uh, drink this for it is my blood and uh, the Bible said they could not understand the saying uh, uh, wherewith he said but my friend we still today we do that in remembrance uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ and the sacrifice on Calvary can I say among there that day at the table the Bible said Jesus looked around and said boys uh, there's one here amongst the twelve that will betray me the Bible Bible said they all had the same response and they all said Lord is it I? Is it I? Is it I? Uh, but when it got to John the Beloved the one who was leaning on the bosom and the breast of our Lord he said Lord who is it? Uh, this is not the message but I want that to be my life. Uh, I want me. I want my heart to be so determined uh, that I don't ask him Lord is it me tonight? Uh, but I could say Lord who is it? And so the Lord Lord began to explain uh, the betrayer that was in their midst. Uh, he said it's the one that takes the sop uh, uh, my friend the bread and dips it and uh, eats thereof and of course uh, we understand that to be Judas Iscariot and we also uh, understand SOP the abbreviation to be uh, uh, the sign of perdition and so we believe automatically that Judas and uh, the Antichrist are associated uh, through and by the sop uh, and some other things in the scriptures. Uh, uh, but may I say, Satan, right now at this point, what we've just read has literally entered into Judas Iscariot. Now I'm going to say a few things a little off. They're not off subject, uh, but they're, I didn't say on Sunday about the devil and uh, uh, possession, if you will, uh, of the fallen angels. Now let me say a few things things quickly. Number one, I do believe that people are walking around. There may be some in the building tonight that possess devils uh, uh, and are possessed by an unclean spirit. Now here's what I'm going to tell you tonight. Uh, that me and you, regardless what social media is saying, and regardless what some of the brethren are, are all of a sudden falling in, you and I do not have the power uh, to withdraw or cast out a devil. Uh, the Bible Bible said that those uh, uh, those spiritual gifts were given to the apostles and they were for a sign to the unbelieving Jew. Uh, my friend, we are the Gentiles and we're not in the apostolic age. We, uh, my friend, are not in that dispensation. I do believe that God has the ability and the liberty to free a man or a woman or 
a, a young man or a young woman from that evil spirit, but my friend, it's God. And it only comes through and by repentance. Now, here's another time out. You know the problem with the charismatic movements that come up and renounce this spirit and that spirit and cast them out? You want to know the problem with that? There's no repentance of what those people have done. May I say, the Bible said, I sent it to Brother Chris this week. The Bible said in Matthew's Gospel, I believe it is, that when the when the when that unclean spirit's cast out and the house is swept and garnished, that it goes away, it becomes void, and it comes back with seven more devils. Now, here's what we're witnessing in the Laodicean age: we're we're witnessing the doctrines of devils, and we're witnessing seducing spirits, and we're witnessing a field bump and a chill bump. Are you with me? But I've come to tell you tonight, I do not believe that you have to be possessed in order to be a puppet. Are you with me? There's God-fearing people tonight that somewhere down the line, if they're not careful, they'll give way and heed and way of error to the devil, and he will take control of their life. How do you know that? Well, the Bible said... Uh, my friend, that uh, we could, the, the Bible said, deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, but that his soul would be saved by fire. In other words, a child of God uh, can be under the control of the devil. It does not mean he's possessed. How many of y'all believe that if the Holy Ghost resides in you, then there is no way that you can be possessed uh, by a devil, but you can be controlled by a devil. You can't be deceived by a devil. You can't be manipulated by a devil. And you can't be a puppet to uh, the devil. Now we understand Judas is not born again. Judas never bought into Jesus. Uh, my friend, right now, the Bible said when Judas died, uh, he went to his own place. Uh, and the Bible said when the Antichrist comes, uh, he's coming from his own place. Uh, some believe it'll be Judas resurrected. Uh, which again would be a good option as the devil always replicates the Son of God. Jesus got up by his own power on that third and appointed day. And it would not surprise me uh, if Judas resurrects someday from his own place uh, and uh, takes over. The Bible said in those seven great years of tribulation uh, that there'd be three and a half years of prospering and plenty. Uh, there'd be world peace. How many of y'all know? every athlete that wins the Super Bowl uh, when they say what would be your hope or your dream uh, on the, on a world scale they often say things like well I would love to see world peace or Miss America when she walks down in her high heels and her glitter filled dress and uh, they say what would be your one ambition if you could accomplish it and she waves with her little hand uh, and says world peace uh, well I've got news for you there's coming a day that there will be a sense, a falsehood, a lie of world peace. But then soon thereafter, when the spirit of Antichrist 
that deceives the hearts of many and they buy unto the lies by the way. Don't look down your nose because the Bible said if it were possible, even the very elect would believe the lie. I'm talking about this man is going to replicate the Son of God. He's going to do things mankind's never seen done. But just like the devil is, it's a false reproduction of the real thing. My friend, I'm telling you tonight, when you're under the influence of Satan, he'll convince you that you have everything you want, but none of it's genuine, none of it's sincere. It's all replicated, perverted, and hey, and I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you'll become a puppet to the dead. I'm looking at people tonight. You look back over your life 10, 15 years ago, and the devil had his hand in you. The Bible said here in verse number 3 that then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot. At this point, he has became the puppet. Are y'all listening tonight? In other words, from this point on, every step that Judas would take would be directed by the devil. Every action that he would perform, every word he would think, every 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 door he would open, every door he would close, every friend he would take in, every friend he would push out. The devil was in control of Judas Iscariot. Uh, can I say tonight, there's a, there's a few things about puppets that I want to review and go over. Number one, the puppeteer or the one controlling the puppet. Uh, you can look this up for yourself. It's on Google, Wikipedia. It simply says this, a puppeteer is a person who manipulates an inanimate object called a puppet to create the illusion that the puppet is alive. The puppet is often shaped like a human. The puppeteer may be visible uh, or hidden to an audience. Uh, A puppeteer can operate a puppet indirectly by the use of strings, rods, wires, uh, electronics, or directly by his or her own hands which are placed inside the puppet or holding it externally or any other part of the body such as the legs. Uh, Some puppet styles require two or more puppeteers to work together to create a single puppet character. So that's some information on a puppeteer. Uh, They're controlling, they're manipulating and they produce an image that makes a puppet to seem to appear to be something that's real in reality when in reality it is not. Uh, can I say there's people that are sitting in church tonight and the devil is the puppeteer of their life and he's convinced them and even others in the church uh, are convinced that they're real. They're just like you and they're just like me but in reality they're a puppet. It's an illusion. It's a, it's a falsehood that they believed and others believe. But then here's some facts about puppet. A puppet is an object often resembling a human or mythical figure that is animated or manipulated by a person called a puppeteer. The puppeteer uses movements of their own hands, their own arms, or their own control devices such as rods or strings to move the body, the head, the limbs, and in some cases both the mouth and the eyes of the puppet. The puppeteer often speaks in the voice of 
the character of the puppet then synchronizes the movements of the puppet's mouth with his spoken part. The actions and the gestures uh, uh, and spoken parts acted out by the puppeteer with the puppet are typically used in storytelling and are a mere reflection of the puppeteer that is both working with and in most cases in uh, the puppet. Hey, you ain't got to be a rocket science to see what I'm saying. That ought to scare you and me when it comes to the devil. Now I'm going to tell you all something. Hollywood's made people quit having fear of a devil. He's not a little red man that gets on your left shoulder that has a pitchfork and horns. That's not how the devil is, friend. You know how the devil will come to you? He'll appear to you as an angel of light. He'll appear to you in a relationship. He'll appear to you in success. He'll appear to you in a profession or in some kind of some kind of opportunity in life. He don't come to you with a dark robe around his back and fire in his eyes and a deep, dark, evil, spooky voice. The devil's smarter than that, friend. He's so smart that when he appeared to Adam and Eve in the garden, Eve didn't think twice about having a conversation with him. Why does he do such a thing? So he can get his hand in you. So he can attach his strings to you and control everything about your life. Some of y'all already know this. Sunday I told them I got this message. I've got uh, three kids and another one fixing to be here for too long. So we watch a lot of kids' movies and shows. I'd never watched it. The new Pinocchio movie came out. I was sitting there. I didn't get 10 minutes or so in. I don't even know when I came in, what part it was. If it just started, been started, I don't know. But I said, Daddy, watch this new movie. It's Pinocchio. I said, okay. Sat down, and the first thing that, that, that stuck out to me was Pinocchio was running around everywhere, and he was trying to win the world to tell everybody he's a real boy. You know Pinocchio, don't you? I'm a real boy, but he ain't. He's a puppet. There were other puppets, and they were being controlled. And there was one little puppet, a little, uh, little ballerina girl, and she was being controlled and uh, manipulated, if you will, by a ballerina. She was laying in the rafters and pulling the strings. And that boy, the Lord began to speak to my heart, sitting there watching that, that little silly movie on Disney Plus about how there's so many people uh, that the devil's the one pulling the strings in their life. Uh, I'm not talking about the drunk. We already know that. I'm not talking about those addicted to heroin. We already know that. I'm not talking about prostitutes. We already know that. I'm talking about good people uh, that work 40 hours a week, go to church on Sunday, put a dollar or two in the offering plate. Uh, they don't drink or smoke or cuss or chew or run with any that do. Uh, but my friend, my friend, my friend, the devil's got his claws in their life and every decision they're making, it's his decision. Every friend they choose, uh, it's his friend. Every a boyfriend, a girlfriend. It's his pick. And he's destroying lives because he's hiding out pulling the strings on the lives of people. Can I say every decision you make ought to be ordered by the Lord. All of them. Where you go to work, where you go to school, who you date, who you don't date. You may really like this person, but if God sends red flags off and says absolutely not, you better listen to him. Right. Yeah. 
Amen. You know the downfall of every great man in this Bible? A woman. It's a weakness in the flesh. And the devil has become the puppeteer of so many people we all love and know and care about. And they have no idea. They don't, they don't, they're not even aware that the devil is the one controlling their lives. Can I hurry along through our introduction and go ahead and get to these points and give you six proofs that you're Satan's puppet? I don't know about you, but how many of y'all would raise your hand and say, Preacher, I wouldn't be one bit mad at you if the Lord spoke to me tonight and revealed that Satan's being the puppeteer of my life. Would anybody be mad about that? If he's controlling something about me, I'd like to know about it. So I can put a halt to it. Because my church needs me and my family needs me. And our church needs you and your family needs you. And so if God reveals something that the devil has a grip on you and he is the, he's the one moving you and making you and molding you, don't get mad. Run to Jesus tonight. Six proofs that you are Satan's puppet. First of all, we say, we say number one, Judas was controlled. In verse number three, the Bible said, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being the number of the twelve. Can I say this? Everything Judas would do would be the devil's work and the devil's way and his will. Can I say it was not Judas, Judas, it was not, it was Judas, but it was not Judas who was walking toward the chief priest and those down there at City Hall crying, crucifying. But Satan was in control of his steps. How many of y'all have ever done? things uh, that you really didn't want to do but you did them anyways uh, can I say and they weren't right and you knew they weren't right somebody ought to get honest and help me tonight uh, you did not want to do something you knew it was wrong but you did it anyways uh, why did you do such a thing because there's a real devil uh, that's after you uh, and when you give him leeway and you open the door give him an inch uh, he'll slip in and he'll begin to control manipulate you and you You'll do things you never thought you'd do when you're a puppet of Satan. He'll control you if you're a puppet. I wonder this evening who it is that's betraying Christ, the Word of God, what you know is right. I wonder who it is that sits here tonight and you're as guilty it's Judas Iscariot of turning your back on the things of God. Right. How many of y'all would agree, even when you don't really want to, but you do it anyways, that you always fight that war? Yeah. You're being pulled one way and you're being pulled the opposite way. The Lord, if He's in you, is pulling you back this way. And, and the devil, if he's against you, is pulling you that way. And you're, and you're tossed between uh, uh, two ways. Can I say, when you become a puppet of Satan, he wants to take control of everything in your life. Who sits here tonight that the devil has control over your mind? Why is it that we're living in a day and hour that people's thinking is so corrupt and so vile? Let me tell you something. That mama tonight that's going to murder her baby, she's been manipulated. 
That's not natural. It's not normal. That man or that woman who knows this could be their last time because that, that, that drug, whatever it may be, that they're fixing to inject or smoke into their body, it could be the last time that they ever see the breath in their lungs, but they do it anyways. Why? Because something's got to hold on them. Yeah. There'll be young women, young men tonight, that put a gun to their head and pull the trigger. Right. And they don't want to leave their family, but they feel there's no way out. They don't, want to, they don't want to leave their church family. By the way, that stuff just don't happen outside the church. It happens in the church. But they feel there's no way out. Something's pulling the strings. Something's reached their hand over to their mama's drawer. Grab that pistol. You with me, ain't you? Yeah, what about that one who's in a bad relationship and they don't want to give their purity away? But something is manipulating them. What about the man or the woman that's been married for 25, 30 years, but tonight when the lights go out, their, their fingers and the keyboard on their phone will begin to type and search and maybe even talk to people they have no business talking to, looking at. Can I tell you, I understand there's a war with flesh and there's a war with self. We just preached on that. But there's also a real enemy. That when people give him an itch, he'll take a mile. And he's in charge of their life. He wants your mind. Can I say he wants your motives? Why are you full of spite? Why do you lie so much? You know you're lying, but you still lie. The puppeteer don't just move the arms and the legs and the head of the puppet. We just read Wikipedia said it also, the puppeteer also moves the eyes and the mouth. Can I ask you this evening what it is that the devil's controlling? What, what about your moods? How can you go from being happy right now to miserable, depressed, and overwhelmed, and sad, and nothing's got to happen. You just switch. Because there's a real devil that wants to drive you to depression, to get you hooked on medicine. To get you to get to the end of your road where you feel like there's no way out and so you'll do something crazy. That you'll either turn to drugs or alcohol or suicide. I'm telling you, there's people tonight that the devil's pulling the strings on their lives. Amen. What about your memory? Talked about that Sunday. Why is it that we can't, we've sung Amazing Grace for the last 40 years, but we have to have a book, but you can remember anything and everything bad from 25, 30 years ago in high school. Remember the faces, the, the days, the places, the times, the friends, the cars, the home, right. the bedroom. Help me somebody. Yeah. Because there's a devil that wants to control your life. Number two, I, I got to move on. I ain't got time to preach it like I want to. When looking at these six proofs that you're Satan's puppet, not only do we see Jews, Judas 
that was controlled but then we see Judas went undercover in verses 3 and 4 we find the Bible said in verse 4 that Judas it said and he went his way and communed with the chief priests and the captains how he might betray him unto them I said it Sunday but I want to say it again Judas was not undercover out in the world with sinners Judas was undercover when he was with Jesus and the disciples see when he was talking Christ and plotting against him and seeking a way to destroy him. That's who he was really in his heart. Why is it when you come to church you have to act the part? Why are you not the part? I'll tell you why. Because he's bouncing you right down to the church house and for some people that string on your right arm he pulls it up all the time. Yeah, yeah. See, this means praise the Lord. This means I agree. This means glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Some people sing songs, maybe even in our choir. But churches all over the world, they're singing songs about a Savior they've never really met. And they're raising their hands saying, I agree. But that's nothing more than the devil convincing them that they know him when they don't. Hello? I can tell if the Lord ever lets me preach this again, every time I'm going to preach on it, it's conviction. It's here again tonight. But you know what that tells me? That means the Holy Ghost is doing what He came to do. He don't just comfort. Everybody wants to talk about Him being the comforter. Thank God He's the comforter. But He's also our convictor. It means there's some puppets here or there'd be no conviction. Can I say Judas was not undercover out there. You don't know why you can party and cuss and fornicate and smoke and dope and run and you get along just fine with all those who say they, they don't even say they're Christian. They don't even pretend to be and that's your crowd. But everything you do at church from the way you look to the way you talk, your smile, your action, your composure, it's all put on. Why is that? Because you're a puppet. You're going around at church and fellowship and every time you give somebody a hug, what you're saying is, I'm a real boy. But you're not. And Pinocchio can say, I'm a real boy till the cows come home, but it don't make him real. He was undercover. He was never sincere. He put on everything. He put on discipleship. He put on desire. He put on doctrine and duty. And I say we've got to the place we know how to act at church. We know what to say, when to cry, when to raise a hand, when to go to the altar. But without it being real in the depths of our soul, it's meaningless and void of all understanding and authenticity. My own mother. Raised us in church. Sang. And, I, and she, she wasn't putting on. Because she had a form of God. Form of godliness. But she not denied the power of. And this is her testimony. Because every time she did do something right. It was always still empty. Can I say not everybody that's lacking authenticity. Is putting on. 
But you and I both know something's not right. You're not faking. You, you, you try to be a Christian at work too. But something's missing. You really want to be a Christian bad. But something's missing. What is that? You have a puppeteer. And his name's Satan. And he's going to prance you into hell from the depths of the church. He's right. Well, well, well. There's people that died and went to hell with the King James Bible in the dash of their car when they was leaving church. And the preacher stood up and taught the family, oh, don't sorrow as others sorrow. They're saving on their way to heaven because even the preacher was full. But God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whether to life everlasting or to death and destruction. I'm telling you, there's but one way to heaven. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me this evening. Being a good person is not enough. Being a good person doing the right thing. The devil can lead you down the path of righteousness. Did you know that? Not, not, not to convince God to convince you. If he's your puppeteer. He was undercover. Thirdly, I'm moving on quickly as I can. When looking at these six proofs that you're Satan's puppet, we see, thirdly, that Judas was conniving. Look at verse 4. This is where we left off. We mentioned this one, and that was as far as we got. Look at verse 4. The Bible said he went his way, talking about Judas, and communed with the chief priest and the captains how he might betray him unto them. Can I give you a definition? The word conniving means to be given to or involved in conspiring to do something immoral, illegal, or harmful. Webster's 1828 defines this word as closing the eyes against faults while permitting faults to pass uncensored. May I say not only is being conniving meaning that you're willing to be involved with something immoral, illegal, harmful, or unholy, or unrighteous, but according to Webster, it also means that you'll do those things and never blink your eye. You ever sit back, Brother Bob, and seen people expose, find out so-and-so was doing this or doing that, or so-and-so was involved in this or involved in that, and you just couldn't believe it? But they did it every week and didn't even bat an eye. They'd come to church and raise their hand and sing and shout and praise and never even blinked an eye to their wickedness. Y'all listening, ain't you? Can I say that there's a lot of people tonight that are in sin so deep. And even the best of the best, if you want to put it that way, can't discern them. But the eye of the king is an all-seeing eye. Listen to me, young lady, young man, older man, older lady, teenager, child, Elijah. Listen, God knows who you are, son. He knows the good of you, and He knows the bad things about you. And unfortunately, Mama, that little fella right there is going to deceive the brakes off of us one day or another. Yeah. No way about that. Sorry. 
If that lets you down, you can raise them as right as you want, but he's going to have to reach, he's going to reach some decisions and make the wrong ones. Me and mama's never going to know about it. And he's too young to even know what I'm saying tonight, but I'm going to tell you something. He knows about it. There's people in here tonight, if everybody knew who you really were, nobody'd want to have nothing to do with you. But I've come to tell you, you may fool me, your spouse, your church, your friend, your place of work, but one day every man, woman, boy, and girl will stand before Jesus Christ and He knows it all. He knows everything about you and me. One of the six proofs that you're a puppet of Satan is that you're conniving. You're manipulative. Why? Because you take on the personality of your owner, which is the devil. It's what he does. It's what he does. I told you, he don't come to you with a pitchfork and flames shooting out of his ears in a deep, spooky voice. By the way, Halloween is coming up. This is totally off subject, but I feel the need to say it. Don't celebrate Halloween. I need help. We're going to be at church taking one of the most wickedest holidays on the planet and giving out gospel tracts. Be there. I had an absolute church blow up one time for saying that, but I'm going to say it again because it's still right. right, Amen. Amen. Don't pull your kids all over town with ghosts and goblins and skeletons and witches when you can be at the house of God. By the way, Mom and Dad, they won't get no candy. They'll get a lot more here than they will out there. Plus, it's better to give than to receive. That was free. Sorry, but that was free. There is evil spirits at work. Hello, you're an extremist. You better know it. And if you've had some of the encounters I've had with devils, you would be too. We've got no business as children of God exposing ourselves to fear. I'm running a rabbit, but it needs ran apparently. Hey man, you got no business dragging yourself or your children through any haunted fields, haunted barns, haunted hospitals where they're conjuring up a bunch of scary devils. God's not the author of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Every bit of that crawled out of hell. No place for Freddy in my house. Amen. You might not like that, but you are, hey, you got a preacher trying to help you and tell you right. Amen. Well, I just like the rush. You're not, your stinking rotten flesh likes the, the rush. Amen. The Holy Ghost ain't one, in, one bit interested in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Amen. Can I get it more than one witness right Amen. there? And ghosts and goblin and sorcerers and whatever in the world. Run from that mess. Why? Because if you really dig in, hey, I understand there's a lot of paganism and everything in this life. I understand that. But the devil celebrates that special night when people all over the world make it a point to conjure devils. And I say tonight, don't open the door. We got enough hell to fight. Don't give them no room to fight any extra. Amen. I'm going to say this right here. And I ain't pointing around. I'm using that as a witness. My mother-in-law and Amy and I don't know who all went to supposed to be one of the scariest hospitals. Waverly Hills. This ain't my words. 
She brought Regina, but she'll tell you she brought something home with her. You don't believe that, but I do. She said, she said the whole time they were there, guess whose music they were blaring? Marilyn Manson's. Something came home with her. You believe in ghosts? Nope. I believe in demonic spirits. Hey, boy! Yes, sir. Yes. I've had encounters. I'm not sitting there trying to act like I'm an exorcist. But I've had stinking encounters with More than once. I don't say that proudfully or boastfully, but they're real! And I'm trying to help you and your family. I'm trying to save that young lady, uh, that young man from being manipulated by the devil and destroyed by the devil. I'm trying to save your marriage and your home. I'm trying to save your testimony. I'm trying to keep your homes pure. I'm trying to keep your mind pure. I'm trying to keep your conscience pure. I'm trying to keep the church pure. Let you know this is real. Don't be a puppet. Don't don't open. Don't expose yourself to things you don't have to expose yourself to. I'm hurrying along. Fourthly, six proofs that you're a puppet of Satan. Judas, right here. Now this is going to hit. So I hope everybody's got your vest, bulletproof vest on tonight. Six proofs. You're Satan's puppet. Judas. Judas. In verse 5, was covetous. Look at verse 5. Verse 4, he's talking with the chief priests and captains how he's going to betray Jesus. In verse 5, anytime you do anything against God, can I tell you how the devil in the world, they all have the same reaction. Verse 5, and they were glad. And covenant covenanted to give him money. What they've done right here, Brother Caleb, is they have reached and made and signed a contract or they've made a covenant with one another. Can I say tonight, the only reason that there was a covenant made is because Judas was a covetous man. He was a lover of money. Are you listening? He was a lover of the temporal things more than the eternal things. Listen to me. You and I are here tonight by faith. Has anybody ever seen Jesus? No. Don't say you have. You're a liar. No. Has anybody ever watched him raise a dead man up? Don't say you have physically because we've not. We think we're fixing to get to see one. Brother Marlowe or Brother What's Face. Or whatever his name is. But we don't ain't never seen that. We've never seen him walk to a tomb and say Lazarus. So everything we believe about him is by faith. Judas don't have to have no faith. He's watched him. He's seen with his own eyes Jesus make blind men see, deaf men hear, lame men walk, dumb men speak. Possessed men set free. But you know what Judas wants more than Jesus? He wants money. Now I'm going to tell you something. 
I don't care where the church is, who's pastoring it. Every church has people that have money problems. Now, I've just come to tell you, if you've got money problems, you've got problems with coveting. By the way, I don't know if y'all have ever read the Ten Commandments, but it's number 10. Coveting is stressing yourself out over things that are not yours. And pursuing them at all costs. I literally know people who would would rob and steal from their own family. Their own mothers and their own fathers to please themselves. Let me tell you who's behind all that. The devil. When somebody pulls in the parking lot with a new car and you get bothered, the devil's got his hand on you. I'm going to need a little help right here. If Brother Josh comes in with a new suit and you're trying to figure out how and why, you got issues. No apologies for that. Amen. So and so comes in every other week with a nail sign and you sit and bicker and crack with your husband and it ain't really because he's everything you're telling him he is. It's because you want what she's got. You are covetous. And my friend, it's out of the bottom of hell tonight. Covetousness is wicked and it means Satan has his strings on you. Money. You know what the Bible says about money, don't you? The love is the root. Does anybody know what a root is? It's the starting place. It's the foundation of all evil. The love of money. Hello. You know you can love money and not have none. Everybody connects that to a rich man. I'm going to tell you who has problem with, with coveting more than the rich is the poor. Hey, that rich don't covet. He can care less if his neighbor goes and buys a brand new Hummer. He's got enough money. He's going to get him one too. But those of us who can't do like others do, and it bothers us to see them do, and we can't match it or beat it, just another way of the devil distracting you from the goal. What's the goal of the Christian? To glorify God in your body, in your spirit. And in your soul. And in your mind. And everything you do. You do all for the glory of God. That's what the King James Bible says. You don't know why Judas is walking the trail of silver? Because he's being controlled by the puppeteer. Can I I, I tell you how serious this is? Boy, some of you ain't going to like this right here. let 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 me ask you something. Um, hmm. Do you think somebody who has a problem being covetous is in the same hand as the Sodomite? You think they're that bad off? According to this Bible, they are. Hello. I, I, I'm going to read it to you. 
What's first, what's first Corinthians 5.11 say? It says, but now I have written unto you not to keep company. Listen to that. And you really need to listen to this. If any man that is called a brother. Notice it did not say sinner. Any man that is called a brother. That means if you proclaim to be saved. Any man that is called a brother be a fornicator. Or covetous or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such an one, know not to eat. Right. You know what the Bible tells us to do? Break fellowship. If they're a brother, I didn't say kick them out and flip them off and run them down and put them in the newspaper. It's right. not what it said. You're not supposed to eat with them. Break fellowship. Yeah. Oh, that's just for, you know, those in sexual sin, right? No, the coveter. He's there too. And the drunkard and the idolater and the railer. Hey, hey man, the extortioner. Can I say this? Listen now, this is the seriousness of covetousness. Listen, the Bible says this. The Bible says this also, uh, this know also, in the last days perilous times shall come. Now listen. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, sodomites, truce breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. You need to hear this. But denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lusts, ever learning. This scares me, Deacon. Ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. You ever miss somebody? No matter how many sit downs you have, they never get it. Right? No matter how many times they say sorry, they, they always go right back to it. Yeah. They're ever learning and never become able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know what the Bible is putting them in the same category as? The abominable reprobates of the Bible. You realize people make their life so much about fleshly, earth and vessel things, materialistic things. And that, that, that is their heart, their longing, their desire, such as Judas, that God looks to switch on their life. Now that's scary. Because they're always learning, but they're, na- they're never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. How serious a problem is it to covet? Very serious. Very dangerous. I'm going to tell you who the spirit of. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Why did Satan fall? He had a problem with coveting. Isaiah said, I want to be like. He wanted to be just like God. He wasn't content with serving God. He had to be like God. Can I tell you what's going to bring you low? Pursuing everything besides Jesus. Listen, you know it ain't always just physical. It ain't just money in the bank or cars or clothes. Some people covet other people's marriages. You better be very careful. Listen to me. Barbie and Ken, 
look like they have the perfect world, the perfect home, the perfect land. They, 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 have, they have no cares. They have no worries. They fight too. May not be as much. But they have days too. You with me? The devil wants you to see all these things and put your affections on things. Why would he do that? To take your affection off the thing. People that have a problem with covetousness. Fifthly, when looking at these six proofs you're, that you're Satan's puppet, we see Judas was also contradicting. Look at verse 6. I'm hurrying. I'll be done in nine minutes. Verse 6, and he promised and sought opportunity to betray him un, unto them in the absence of the multitude. Can I look with me in verse number 47? Uh, Luke 24, look at verse 47. If you there, say amen. <clears throat> uh, Luke 22, verse 47. Say amen if you're there. While he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? Can I say one sure proof that you're Satan's puppet is when you kiss the people that really love you just to kill them? He was contradicting. Does everybody know what it means to be contradict to, to be a contradicting in, in, in area of life? It means to say one thing and do another. Yeah. Judas, Judas, uh, here uh, in verse number six, the Bible said he promised the 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 uh, he he promised the uh, the scribes and the chief priests, the captains. He promised and saw opportunity. Right. Look at that. He saw opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. How many of y'all has ever found yourself guilty of trying to find a reason to blow up? You say you love God and the church, but you're trying to win the world to blow this thing to hell and back. You know what that is? You're contradicting. I've been kissed by the lips of Judas more than once, and so have you. A kiss it means I love you, but really the kiss of Judas means I love money, I love me, I love misery, I love all the things of wickedness more than you. And these lips are lips of betrayal. Don't it hurt so bad when it's the ones you really think love you and they get 30 pieces of silver in their pocket and hang you on a tree? That hurts. Who's in charge of all that? The devil. Can I say he says one thing and does another? Or you could you could probably say it like this. He does one thing but means another thing. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. Stillwater Baptist Church. Not everybody that comes in here and hoorahs and shouts amen and says how great this place is is here to be a blessing. I had to learn that one the hard way. The first couple I thought, well, that was just a bad experience. Then I started realizing, no, the devil sends people in to win the hearts of Stillwater Baptist Church. We all love them. We all confide in them. We all trust them. And they're snakes. Why does it happen like 
for six months over so and so leaving that really wasn't ever here to begin with. Because they were saying one thing, but in their hearts they were doing another. Serious. People like that's coming into your life. Is that you tonight? Lastly, I'm done. I've, I've hurried through these, but I had to get them done. When looking at six proofs that you're Satan's puppet, we see Judas was a coward. A sure sign that the devil is the one in charge is when you cowered down or somebody cowards down and would not face the music and the responsibility of their own actions. Look in verse 1. Genesis, or excuse me, Luke 22, verse 1. Now the feast of the unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. All right? Look, look down in verse number uh, look, look down in verse number six. And he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. Look with me. In uh, Luke 23, 1. And the whole, there it is again, multitude of them arose and led him unto Pilate. So here, here's what we're looking at. He sought, the Bible said in verse 6, opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence. In other words, behind closed doors with one or two other sinners, he was tough. But he was a coward in front of everybody else. I'm going to prove to you he's a coward. Not only was this kiss Judas's way of signifying without saying this is him, but I believe when Judas was telling him, here's how I'm going to show you which one Jesus is. I'm going to kiss him because he didn't have the guts to do anything else. He didn't have the guts to walk up and say, that's him right there. You ever met people that try to say things, but they won't ever say them? And do things, but they won't ever do them? That do things and then won't ever accept responsibility and make it right? Can I say if you're always finding you a corner to hide out in and can't never face the truth, never say I'm wrong, never say it's my fault, the devil's got his hands and his claws in you. You don't know why? Because as long as you're a coward, you ain't never going to get changed. A coward won't even confess his own faults to himself, let alone God or anybody else. Amen? You don't know why people go in churches, shoot them up, and then kill themselves? Zechariah. You don't know why when people harm little innocent children and then they, they kill themselves? Because they don't have the guts to go with their disgusting filth. Judas didn't either. Oh, yes. Yes. Look, look with me. I gotta find this. I said it Sunday, but I'd like to read it to you if I can. I thought I had it wrote down. I, I probably do. I just can't see it. <clears throat> well, you can read it. You can look for it when you go home. I can't. I can't find it right now. We're out of time. 
But you know what Judas done after he sold him out, don't you? He went and found him a rope and tied it around his neck and jumped out of a tree. Coward. Can I tell you what you're going to do by allowing the devil to be the puppeteer and the controller of your life? One of these days, you're going to reach the end of the rope. And if you've lived your whole life like Judas Iscariot, you're not going to have the guts to come to God and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I'm sorry. Forgive me. I've done wrong. You'll take the easy way out, just like Judas. And you'll die without God if you're lost. And you'll go to hell. I've come to ask you tonight, Brother Chris, come. How long is it going to take for you to quit letting the devil control your life? It's time to quit going undercover. It's time to quit conniving. It's time to put away covetousness. It's time to be to quit the contradiction. It's time to stop being a coward.